This episode of the Flat Wrist Podcast is brought to you by... Shadowy conspiracies, ravening beasts, the cold embrace of the void. These are just some of the dangers awaiting those who stand between the innocent and the multitudes ready to destroy everything we believe in. And the way our heroes roll, whether in Warhammer 40,000, Delta Green, Numenera, or any number of other games we've tried, they'll probably encounter these dangers sooner rather than later. Join us at theredactedfiles.com. A long, long, long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away. Introductions! After making contact with Gen E. Ford on Nar Shaddaa, the Fortuna twins make their way to meet the mysterious Madame Beltane. Will the Twilight Twosome be up for negotiating on behalf of the Count? Does the former law enforcement officer have any idea what they've just gotten themselves into? Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting Fight Risk episode. As always, I am your GM, Dwayne, here steering the ship as best I can with the crazy crew that I have with me tonight. We are continuing our Group A story, which still hasn't nailed down a name yet, but I'll figure one out eventually. I'm, I'm somewhat professional. One day I'll do it. All right, so we're going to start with, as always, our character player question. We're going to start as I look at my board. Uh, we'll go from right to left today. Uh, Kyle, how are you doing, my friend? Uh, yeah, I'm good. How are you, Dwayne? I'm good. I got a three-day weekend right now, so I'm super excited. All right, Kyle, what uh, character are you bringing to the game tonight? I, I will bring, as always, the same character I always play and have for over a year now. All right, our player question tonight is, if it is possible, does Skip Fortuna have a guilty pleasure? Something he is not proud that he loves? Now, Dwayne, Skip is never guilty about any pleasure. That is a ridiculous question. <laughs> what is the most obscure thing he finds pleasurable, then? Oh, um, there's this, like, ganglion way up inside of Twi'lek anatomy, and that is the most uh, obtuse thing he finds pleasurable. Right. That's going to be something for the kids to uh, Google later and probably give them nightmares. Thank you for that. Let's hope, hey. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next, we have Velvet. Velvet, how are you? I'm doing well, way. How are you doing? I am a little disturbed. I feel like a Spider crawling on my neck after talking to Kyle, but we're all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's just that ganglion getting tickled. Yeah. That's my ganglion. I think my ganglion is very, very ticklish tonight, so. <laughs> and, uh, Velvet, I'm going to lightly flick it. Who are you playing tonight? <laughs> I'm playing Skip's wonderful sister, Anarchy Fortuna, who uh, I'm very surprised survived the year. <laughs> I, I yeah. know, right? Why are we still alive? <laughs> Because you're PCs. <laughs> <laughs> that plot armor. Mm -hmm. Well, 
We'll see. This this is a Power new season. Power of incompetence. Anything could happen this season. You know, it's Star Wars. You don't die in Star Wars. You start losing limbs and stuff. So we'll, we'll see how much of the Fortunas make it to the end of the season. That's right. a challenge. <laughs> what percentage? Challenge accepted. <laughs> All right, but does anarchy have any guilty pleasures? The word isn't in her lexicon. <laughs> does she have any alleged pleasures? <laughs> <laughs> she watches uh like those really terrible soap operas. Oh, like Heights and Depths? That's a good one. I get you. Yeah. And she's Following got like the, the conspiracy wind. board to follow and keep track of all the ships. Oh, that is awesome. I'd love to see her Heights and Deaths little cork board with all the red lines attached and everything. <laughs> Last but not least, we have our special guest star this season, Leslie. Leslie, how are you doing? <laughs> all right, Leslie, who are you playing tonight? Ah, victory. Um, I'm bringing Zenny Ford to the table. Zen E Ford. Zen, if you remember to say it correctly. <laughs> We're cool. And does Zen uh, have any guilty pleasure? Something they like, but they don't feel like they should. At this particular juncture, pretty much anything. She mm. is currently an internalized mess of of self and everything. And she's, you know, she probably uh, guilty pleasure would probably be those churros. Then <laughs> we can you can go with you know fried lizard meat. It's always good. Wait, Dwayne, what, what, who, what? I need to know. What's your guilty pleasure, Dwayne? <laughs> Um, I will speak as I normally do in these. I'll, I'll speak from the count's perspective. I would say <laughs> I the, oh, count, the count. Yes, Count Yindel. Um, he he is definitely a fan of those uh, novelty fuzzy slippers. You know, with the different animals. So he has like he has like bantha slippers and wampa slippers. He has like vornskier ones. So and. Lorik knows this, and Lorik, every every life day, makes sure he gets some a matching pajama set and little warm booties. So that is definitely the Count's thing that nobody knows outside of Lorik, because if, that would totally ruin the Count's reputation. <laughs> I feel like the Rancor ones are his favorite pair. <laughs> oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Like, the soles are stripping off, but he refuses to get rid of them. Mm, because probably, they don't make them the first anymore. Ones he got. Exactly, you can't the, get rid of them. <laughs> That was the first life day that Lark and he shared together, and he just won't get rid of them. I mean, they used to drool with each step, and the drool kind of ran out, but he still wears them. Oh. Our episode begins on a nice pulled-back view of Narshada. Our camera slowly starts zooming in faster and faster and faster, recklessly fast. If this was actually us inside of it, I would be a little bit scared, but it's just a camera. It's a drone. It costs like $3.99 at Space Walmart. It's not going to worry about it right now. And we cross ourselves into the Duros sector as we find a nice intergalactic yellow cab zooming through the lanes with our wayward adventurers making their way to the Duros sector. They have an appointment with one Madame Beltane at the Meltdown Cafe. The drive goes smoothly. Our our driver, Lorax, is a skilled, skilled man. 
the wind blowing, his large, enormous mustache blowing in the wind majestically as he zooms through traffic, honking, yelling the occasional explicitive out at a slower driver. And at last, we pull to one of the higher levels in the Duro sector of the Meltdown Cafe. This is one of the larger buildings. It's quite majestic. And the actual cafe is the very top level. So this is going to be quite a write-up. He pulls up. The door slides open. And uh, thank you all for driving with me. Uh, the uh, Intergalactic Yellow Cab Association knows that you have a variety of travel options. And we appreciate that you have chosen to give us your patronage today. Yes, we will see you shortly. Should I uh, stay here, Mr. Fortuna? Am I, can I free to go? It's, uh, it's really your call. No, I will call. All right, you got my number? Yeah, yes. Yeah, all right, all right. You'll be good. You'll be good. You'll be safe. You know, I, I hear playing with the madam. I hear it's a bit like uh, playing catch with a thermal detonator. So you'll be good. You'll be safe. And uh, we'll talk to you real soon. I uh, would not want anything to happen to uh, by far my favorite, my favorite customers. Oh, you're too sweet, though. All right, as you guys disembark, he just, with, almost without even looking, just peels, when you don't peel in a hover vehicle, just pulls out right back into the traffic and zooms away. Man, I have known him for months, and now you're his favorite people? Doesn't he just say that to everyone? I mean, <laughs> that's what I would do. <laughs> yeah, I see that's pretty standard customer service. <laughs> I don't know that you're familiar with the same customer service I am. It becomes a question of the energy that the character puts off, I believe. So, All right. As you guys enter the uh, Meltdown Cafe, it's a huge, enormous building here. And it is resplendent. It is beautifully decorated from just the contrast from the Duro sector, which was more, definitely more urban, much less refined. This is probably one of the nicer buildings. You could see this easily on Coruscant. It would almost belong there if it wasn't this different kind of architecture, much more harsher, more jagged lines-ish, I'd say. Not as elegant, but newer and nicer. The elevator ride is a nice slow one. We have people getting off every few floors. We have nice, comfortable space music playing, you know, Whatever the Star Wars equivalent of the girl from Ipanema is, whatever that would be. And after what seems like a, probably a little too long, you've probably heard that song a good four or five times. You get to the top floor, the doors open to a just well done, like executive area. Fancy people at tables being waited on by a collection of just very fast moving droids. And the droids just beep and bop as they roll back and forth, taking orders, delivering things. And a protocol droid meets you at the door. Welcome to the Meltdown Cafe. How can I help you? Go away. I am afraid that that is not in my parameters. How can I help you? Do you have an appointment? Do you have a reservation? I just look at the lady who's with us. Not Jen, the other lady. Didn't even bother to give us her name. 
Yeah, the Pentorn woman just kind of slides in front of you guys and goes, Azrashiria for the madam. And the, the protocol droid's eyes just blink for a second and goes, Yes, she has been expecting you. And turns and just starts walking in the direction of this very uh, back room behind some doors. It's a very private area. The restaurant is definitely the cafe, restaurant, whatever you want to call it, is a buzz of energy. It's very full right now. It's kind of dinner time. I'd say it's probably 8, 9 o'clock at night. Depending on how Nador Narshada time works. And he takes you to the private room in the back. The madam is in here. Would you care for any food or beverages? Yes. What would you like? Just bring us food, stupid droid. Bring me all the chocolate you have. Would any of you like? No, 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 no. See, see here. Uh, I, I think your receptors processed. Bring me a lot of chocolates. I mean, literally, bring me all of the chocolate you have. I completely understand. I will go and bring you our entire store of chocolates. All chocolates, white, dark, or do you have a specific chocolate in mind? All of it. Very well. And they turn to Jen. Can we get you anything? I think I'll wait. See what mayhem unfolds. Very well. He pushes open the door and lets you guys enter the room. As you enter the room, you see a tall, pale, bluish-skinned woman with colorless eyes standing near a large window, staring out at this never-ending city. She takes a small sip from her cocktail. She turns to face you completely, a small smile upon her face. Let me see what the Countess sent me. The fabulous and, may I say, infamous Fortuna Twins and... What looks like a transient? Interesting. I thought the Fortunas traveled with a Mandalorian. This is a... different look. Who are you? Eh. They're mixing it up. Indeed. They needed local color. Interesting choice. If you take the first person, I guess that's nice for the local economy. Anyway, so... Were you followed, or did you manage to come discreetly? Um... Well, Mockshot's boys were kind of following me. And they helped me give him the slip. We got into a cab, then we came over here, and no long story short, nobody followed us. And in this cab, I hope you didn't mention anything about me or my plans, correct? Because this is a secret. We've talked about this. We don't share secrets. Now do we? And Ozra just kind of pauses and takes that big gulp of the three-year-old with her hand in the cookie jar. Goes, I might have mentioned a little bit. Not a lot. Just your name and that we were going to steal something. That's not a lot, is it? The bar woman takes a very deep sigh and goes, <sighs> You know, I'm probably going to have to kill or imprison this cab driver now. And I don't like doing that. You could rather employ him instead. Hmm. 
That's not a terrible idea. Do you have his comm number or some other means to contact him? I've got his cab card. I'll tell you what, if you can get him to return immediately, we probably won't have to kill him. That would be preferable. I don't like crossing the Yellow Cab Corporation. They're everywhere, and I do use them on occasion. So she sits down and beckons you over to this uh, kind of like large conference table in the room. Did you want anything? Do you need anything? A drink, perhaps? Does the chocolate arrive now? Um, I would say, yeah, once you guys sit down, the door opens, and the protocol droid from before opens the door, and some of those smaller droids just come wheeling in with trays of chocolate. And it's like, if you've ever seen uh, A Miracle on 34th Street, where they start bringing in all the the mail, and they just start coming in, and they start stacking trays of assorted chocolates on the table. There's shaved chocolate. There's cooking chocolate. There's chocolate chips. They brought chocolate milk, chocolate mousse, chocolate fondue, chocolate syrup. Oh my god, this is the white chocolate, dark chocolate. Gump of chocolate. And it just keeps coming and coming until stop. That is clearly more than enough for now. Why don't we put the rest into a to-go bag or something? Just leave two trays, that should be enough. Put the rest to the side for now. Who ordered all of this? Why are we doing this? Yeah, Jeanne, why would you do that? Because I'm a transient. (sighs) Transient. That doesn't surprise me. You probably haven't eaten in a while. I apologize. I forget sometimes there are those less fortunate than I. We'll give you some food to take with you, I promise. Thank you. That would be most kind. So, how is my dearest Count? I haven't seen him in the longest of times. Is he still with that bartender of his? They're doing great. I think it's been a while since I was back. Ah, pity. I was hoping he'd grown tired of him. Maybe I can rekindle our old flame. I don't know if he told you, but years ago we were quite the item. But then we had a parting of ways. I tried to kill him. He tried to kill me. It was all awkward and a big misunderstanding. But that is water under the bridge, as they say. It was a misunderstanding, you say? Yes, we both had different ideas of what our organization should do. In the end, he won, and I left, and now I'm here, and I'm not bitter at all. He was the better person. I let him have that, but absence makes the heart grow fonder. I've never heard that quote before in my life. We need to watch some of the old romantic hall events. I prefer my own romance live action. I've heard tales. The Count has some business that he wants me to help with, and from what I 
That must be nice to have heard him reach out to an old flame again. Yes, yes, it's good to hear from old friends. I believe he knows that. At least from what I've heard, this business of his is extremely delicate. I'm surprised that he's risking the wrath of the Sith on this dealing. Dealing with those Force users is iffy, even on the best of days. But if he wants this business, I believe we can do something. I have my employer, and they're willing to produce these weapons discreetly, as not to draw the ire of this grand moff Viking that apparently is very interested in it. But to accomplish that, we need a little show of trust from the Count. And that's why I believe he sent you here. I have a plan to, shall we say, complicate the lives of some of the less scrupulous people on this planet. I don't mind those who do regular crime, like the Count. He's an honorable man, but these here on Nar Shaddaa are despicable. A rogues gallery, if you will. The plan is this. A few days from now, my benefactor is putting up a very valuable gemstone for auction here in Nar Shaddaa. The gem is part of an art piece known as the Fate of Alderaan. I want you to infiltrate this auction and manipulate the bidders to raise the bid as high as possible. These bidders, as I said before, are the worst. They are psychopaths. They are murderers. They are slavers. Things that both the Count and I agree are the worst kind of people. They deserve to be raked over the coals once or twice. We want the jewel to sell for as much as possible to deplete the stock of these people. The gala and the gem are being held at the Everhart and Associates Museum. Which, honestly, isn't really that well protected, or designed to hold something this valuable. This is probably the best chance to run this type of scheme, and our goal is to fleece them on the sale and also to steal the gem back itself. <laughs> that is correct. We're going to steal our gem twice. Is that something you can do? Yeah, we do this like on the odd Wednesday. And by now there's just a mountain of chocolate wrappers Nice to anarchy. Probably as tall as her. Now, you the mentioned something about your employer. Who is that? Yes, I work for an entity that simply goes by the name of the White Purgle. It's what they like to be called. They are a newer force in the industry, but have very deep pockets and are equally as ambitious. The only reason I would align myself with someone like that... No offense, but that is a dumb name. Oh, it's not my name, so I take no offense to it. Excellent. And and tell me, is this Grand Moff Vicodin here on Narshadar? 
No, from what I've heard, he's not on planet. Though, it wouldn't surprise me if he sent an emissary or two to shut things down if word of this deal gets out. I've been keeping it as close to the vest as possible. I would assume you have as well. You are not gabbing about these weapons that you've stolen from the Sith, have you? I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. What's a weapon? The weapons, the ones Gyphon Nark has designed. And who is that? He's an eccentric scientist that recently came under the Count's employ. Oh, interesting. I would like to meet that man. I'm just here for the food. <laughs> From my conversations with the Count, you were the ones that brought him in, Skip. Hmm. That does not sound like something I would have remembered doing. The Count did say you were a unique one. Oh. There are a handful of bidders that will be at this auction, and it is definitely a high-stakes clientele. You're not just going to be able to walk into this place. You'll either have to fake some credentials as a high bidder, or find another way of sneaking into the facility. I leave the specifics up to you. You know what best suits your skill sets and your abilities. Excellent. Um, do you have a fake fluff of Alderaan then for us to swap, or do we have to make our own? If you want to create a facsimile of the fate of Alderaan, we could probably find a jeweler of some kind to create something similar, if that's a direction you want to explore. I mean, it seems like there'd be no other way to... Depends on when you steal it, though. If you steal it once it's already been put away in its safety crate, people aren't going to look at it until it arrives. Yes, and it would be great to know who is the appraiser for the Eberhort and Associates Museum, and then we'll just influence that individual to identify this fake one we're going to have made right away, no doubt, uh, as the correct one. No, I do not run the museum. No, of course not. You have to head down there. They might have that information available. The auction is private, but if you can access their facilities, maybe their computers would have the have that information. That's not something in my purview. But it's not a bad idea to try to approach it from that angle. So, is there anything else you need from me? I will work on finding that jeweler for you. It's going to have to be someone oh, high level of ability. And uh, when is the sale happening? The sale is happening in two days. Well, that is not much time at all, but... That should be enough for some R&R &R and maybe a dip in the pool. Whose name is on the gem right now? It is an anonymous donation to the Everhart Museum. They pride themselves on their privacy. Discretion is to be admired, but from what I've seen, these two can probably work their way around it. Are either of you computer savvy enough to steal the money from the bid? You will have to slice into the museum's computers to redirect the funds. I have an account that I would like the money sent to. 
I, of course, am referring to my split. Of course. Very well. So she slides you a small data pad with some just, you know, basically routing numbers on them. Once the deed is done, send half of the winning bid to this account, and the other half is yours to do with what you will. Got it. Half of the winning bid. <laughs> the uh, protocol droid comes back in with basically like 30-gallon bags of to-go bags full of the chocolatey goodness and goods. I hate to interrupt, madam. Would you like these here, already at the door, waiting for these to leave? She just looks and shakes her head and goes... The Count, he always works with the weird ones. The, the door will be fine. Yes, the door will be fine. He drags the bags back out. Plus, he's dragging, doing this whole adventure carrying 30 gallons of chocolate everywhere you go. Like Santa Claus style. Well, that's because we're eventually going to replace the gem with a chocolate shaped like it, so... Clearly. <laughs> there you the go, ultimate disrespect. That's, that'll be the gross chocolate that the those cherries in it. That's the best chocolate! What? Oh, you can have it. No, I'm watching my figure. These pants are getting very tight. Are we dismissed, madam? I will work on this jeweler for you, and if I can find someone of suitable skill, I will give you their contact information. The museum closes in a few hours. You could try going now, or if you like, I can set up a room for you here for the night, and you could try in the morning. Yes, both. You would like a room, and you will be heading out. Very well. Indeed. Very well, we will set you up with the suites, and I assume your cab driver will be waiting for you out front. Yes, I have a need to bring him into my direct employ and inform him of uh, his potential demise. Which we will hopefully prevent at this point. I mean, when it's your time to go, it's your time to go. Well... I mean, Divatonians only live about 8 to 12 months anyway. That's not because their lifespan isn't, you know, a 37 to 52 years. It's just the life of a cabbie. Or is it a life of a cabbie around you? No, no, these are hard facts, statistical analysis, conducted by many other than me. But mostly me. That's good to know. I'll take that under consideration. We published it. <laughs> is it also done in Crown? No, this is this is colored pencil. This is official. <laughs> Oscar goes. If you guys don't need me, I think I'm just going to go back to my regular work. It was really nice meeting you all. Thanks for helping me with the goons and all. Here's my number. And she kind of slides it over to Skip and goes. Call me whenever. I'll be your girl Friday. Her phone rings. Uh, she reaches, looks down at it, and goes, Hello? Yes, we need you. You could come by as soon as possible. She <laughs> looks at her phone, looks at Skip, looks at her phone, looks at Skip, and goes, Okay, yeah. Hello, are you still there? She just smiles. And goes, okay, yeah, uh, I'll be there in a second. Click, tap Skip. I'm here. Excellent, you work fast. Yes, what did you need, Skip? 
Uh, if you'll come with us, that would be a delight. I'll do my best. I'm not a fighter or anything, but I'll do my best if the madam thinks it's okay. She just looks over and the madam goes, If it helps with the operation, then I am all for it. Do your best not to get killed. I have grown mildly fond of you. Mildly. Um, so as the the doors to the elevator are closing, you can hear Skip say, So, how much do you know about ganglions? Just shocked looked on her face. <laughs> All right. The elevator ride goes relatively smoothly. Um, you can see that Osra has her data pad off the side and she's doing a quick uh, space Google search for ganglions and twi'leks and, <clears throat> and uh, if she, I don't know what she's blue, I don't know what color you blush, you turn purple, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Her cheeks would definitely turn purple when she gets to the page and goes, oh, oh, and you guys reach your, the bottom of the elevator ride. Um, I assume Anarchy is carrying the two large bags of chocolate. I don't carry things. And then who's carrying them? Oh, how could the droids to do it? I was waiting for something like that to happen. <laughs> All right, so you're gonna you're gonna take one of the Madam's droids. Are you taking a protocol droid? One of the I don't know what else. What else? I guess be one of those flat roller ones. Maybe like not like an astromech. Would be a good droid to carry a bag of chocolate. I don't know. A mouse droid. Yes. Sure, we can do that. I can say a mouse droid with like a serving tray on its head. Sounds good to me. All right. So, yeah, well, I'm not going to make you roll for that because a mouse droid is fairly simple. And, you know, I'm sure if you asked nicely, the, the madam would probably have just gave you one anyway. Just to get the chocolate out of her building. So, yes, the four of you and a mouse droid with a 30-gallon bag of chocolate are uh, exit out. And you see your your favorite cab driver there. Hey, you called me back. All right, everything uh, everything okay? I mean, I uh, I don't see any uh, bullet wounds. Uh, you you got all your limbs and your teeth. Uh, I assume it went okay with the madam. Your life is about to change forever. Arguably, it already has. That ain't good when I hear that. <laughs> Jen, what are you getting me? Uh, talk to your new best friends. I was just along for the ride. No, what what no, what has happened? Am I am I leaving the planet again? Just assume you're you're in the uh, employ of the madam for the time being. No, okay, okay, okay. I'm not killing anybody, and there's no dead bodies in the cab. They are very strict regulations. That's fair. So if if you need a driver, I can make no promises regarding either uh, of those two. Just 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 promise me you'll try. I can promise both of those things. Is there anything else? Uh, all right. So, I, uh, so where am I taking you? What? What's with the? What's with the droid in the bag? That better not be a body. There are strict regulations. What did I say? There's strict regulations. Lo, how much do you like chocolate? I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I like I like chocolate as much as you know the next Evertonian. What do you think we get these uh, rotund figures by eating veggies? Come on. Well, I mean, you do if you just do anything but drive a cab and you don't, you know, calories in, calories out. 
But no matter. You should have some vegetables. You don't want space, Kirby. Or gout. Oh, my force, you sound like my mother. Let's head to the Everhart and Associates Museum, if you wouldn't mind, Lou. I mean, it's a little late, but you're probably not going to see much. But yeah, I mean, we can probably get you there right before it closes. At least get you in the front door, right? Wonderful. And, um, just let your employers know that you're on retainer with the madam for the remainder of, um, let's say the next five days. Five? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Hold on. Give me a second. And he goes over to the little data pen he has in his cab and starts typing out a message. Okay. Well, yeah. So, I mean, if we're taking a job longer than 12 hours... Somebody meh, has to sign for the safety of the driver meh, and the vehicle. Meh. Oh, let's just do that every 12 hours then. I mean, okay, I guess. You're you really going to sign me for 12 hours at a time? Yeah, we could do that. No, that's fine. I will. Uh, what am I? What am I putting on your name? Is it the madams? What's going on here? You know, what do I? What are we doing here? Why am I filling out the bill? Osra, you can take care of this, right? I don't have the money to pay for a cab for in 12 hours. That's probably more than I make in a month, guys. Money's not even real. I'm just an assistant, really, so this is... Wait, Lo, how much is a cab? These damn weird-ass economy questions. I have no <laughs> idea how much a fucking cab... I don't even know how much a cab costs in the real world. I drive a car. Look, look, you up there who's talking. I don't know who you are, but I gave you an easy out when I said, Osra, you could just pay for it. And you're like, I don't know how to pay for stuff. It was just somebody walking by who thought he can get into a cab. He's like, why are you trying to get this thing? I just need to get down to the spaceport. Can you guys may? Uh, I'm just, I'm going to get the next one. I, I hate. I hope the four of you crash. I, I, I hate. I hate all of you. I heard about these drive-by capitalist arguments in Narshada, but this is my first time living through one. It's safe so. to assume most everybody in Narshada wants you dead for one reason or another. It's, uh, you'll get an invoice. That'll be fine. We'll just say that. We'll make, a, we'll make up a number. Okay, so I'm going to put you guys down. We're just going to have, like, a standing open bill. I, I trust you guys. You know, you seem nice. I can't destroy the cab. I, I mean, I, I am on the hook for repairs here. No gunfights. No bodies. Again, very strict regulations. You really gotta understand. Just promise me you'll try for that. Okay? I will try to make that the case. Well, we don't have guns. Lo knows I have a gun. It's... Why would you admit that? Yes, but not guns, plural. <laughs> That's I mean, true. That just seems ridiculous. Gun singular. Alright, Jen? I'm trusting you. I know you better than I know these two. I am trusting you. I'm trusting you not to do, I'm, just, I'm trusting you not to do me wrong. All right, Eberhardt Museum, let's go. Away we go. Excellent. Have you been to the Eberhardt Museum yourself there, um, Low? Oh, no, you know, I don't, I don't got time for sightseeing. I, I live in the car, you know, I, I got seven kids I gotta support. I got two kids that I like. I got three kids trying to go to college, not the two that I like, which is a, the whole thing. Basically, I'm on call 25-7, and honestly, it ain't the worst way to live. College is not a replacement for life experience. Get them in a trade school. Yes, trade them for money. No. <laughs> <laughs> I 
You uh, you want to guess how expensive Cab College is? I mean, look, my my youngest still wants to follow in my footsteps. I tell them no, but uh, they want to do it. It's ex it's expensive. Not everybody gets the yellow cab. That is an honor that was bestowed on me. What about the blue ones? No good piece is a a cock. You want to ride one of those? You better off. You better off walking. You better off crawling. Not really. You don't even. Do not get me started. Now we're setting up this whole cab rivalry thing that's going to blow up. It's the cabby turf wars. Oh yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Flight Risk Podcast. The best and easiest way you can help the show is simply by spreading the word on social media. If you want to help us in a more monetary fashion, head over to patreon.com backslash flight risk pod. If you want to reach out to the show, we can be found on Twitter at flight risk pod and on Facebook. This episode of the flight risk podcast featured the vocal talents of Jeff Stormer as low racks, Grayson Simmons LaRose as angry pedestrian. Christine Chester as Madame Beltane. Rachel Roke as Azra Sharia. And Adam Beltane as Host Droid. Please check out the show notes for all of their social media and projects. My wife texted me from the other room. I don't know if she needs something. Dear wife, how long it has been since last I saw you. How my eyes hunger to look upon your countenance once again. If only our distance was not so great. She wants to And the walls between us so thick, both with physicality and emotional. Damn. You know, I should have been between record when you said that. It would have been a perfect message, but I didn't do that. That's my bad. Well, you're going to have a recording of it anyway. That's true. That's true. true. When I edit this in like three weeks, I'll make sure I'll send that back to her.